the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. We'll get you from point A to point B. Uh, but if you're looking for point C, well, buddy, you're on your own. But if you'll wait right here, in just about uh, two minutes, the bus to point C will be coming right by. And now here's your Ralph Cramden of the Airways, Eric Metaxas. Hey, folks, welcome to the program. Uh we got a lot to talk about. How? Where do we start? Chris Himes, first of all, our first guest today yeah. is yeah. our friend Larry Taunton, who has been in the Middle East. He has some insane stuff to share. That is coming up right after this segment. It Truly, he's been in the Middle East. It's just it's amazing. So we're going to talk to him in just a few minutes. In hour two, we have Kevin McCullough talking about domestic stuff. But I got I got several things I have to talk about right now, uh, real quick. Uh, first of all, I just got back last night from California. I want to talk about that because we had the premiere of the Letter to the American Church documentary. Totally insane. I want to talk about that in a second. Um, but first, I got to say, yesterday, last night, I got a text from my friend, Pastor Jack Hibbs. Some of you know uh -oh. I love Jack Hibbs. He's one of the greatest Christian leaders in America today. Um, he texted me because I made some comments, which I've talked about on this program. Um, we, I interviewed uh, uh, Benjamin Thomas about his book some weeks ago, and Benjamin Thomas uh, doesn't believe in the pre-trib rapture. He has different eschatology. And a lot of times I kind of make the mistake of just kind of going along with my guests and agreeing without realizing like somebody's going to be like, hey, what are you saying? So what I realized was, I don't know if it was when the, when the YouTube video was put up or something like that, it basically was saying that I have a problem with the pre-trib rapture eschatology, right? Which I don't. What I have a problem with is the theology that says we don't need to do anything as Christians. We just need to either wait till Jesus raptures us out of here or, for many other reasons, do nothing. So what I meant to be commenting on was that theology, not the end times theology, not eschatology. But who knows what came out of my mouth? It sounded like I was dumping on the pre-trib thing, which is crazy because I do not have a view. Uh, and if anything, I'm going to go along with my friends, you know, Gary Hamrick and, and Jack Hibbs and whatever, and agree with them because I tend to trust them on that stuff. Right. Since I don't, I don't really, I don't do theology. So I thought I got to say it on the program again, because I said it on the program. Clearly 
the word has not gotten out that uh, either I misspoke or or I, I don't even I, I don't even know, but I am definitely not against pre-trib rapture theology. Uh, what I call theology out of the pit of hell is theology that says I don't need to do anything uh, in this life. I just need to kind of have the right theology in my head. Uh, and, you know, and that that's all that matters. It's all going to burn type of thing. So I want to be very clear on that because I was amazed yesterday when poor Jack Hibbs is, is getting, I guess other pastors are texting him like, what's wrong with Eric Metaxas? What I, they didn't know. Uh, I guess they didn't hear my clarification on the program or on Twitter or where I'm just trying to get the word out of what I actually believe and not what I guess some people think I was uh, meaning to communicate. So I, I just have to say that my apologies to anybody who's gotten texts or embroiled in this pseudo controversy, because I do not have a particular end time theology. So I certainly would be the last person to be condemning pre-trib rapture theology. I was just condemning in my enthusiasm, um, you know, what can follow from a misunderstanding of various kinds of theology, which actually takes us to the subject of Letter to the American Church. That's the whole point of the book, Letter to the American Church, is to say we have an obligation to live out our faith. And it has nothing to do with most people's end time view. It can, but it's just it can come from any number of angles, and it's unbiblical to say that it doesn't matter what I do. All that matters is, oh, I'm saved by faith, so all I need to think about is, do I believe Jesus rose from the dead? Do I, da, 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 da. If I believe that stuff, I'm saved, and it has no bearing on the rest of my life. That's wrong, and that's why we are where we are in America, because many churches with various kinds of theologies have subscribed to this. So the Letter to the American Church book— I was- I was going to say they call that fire insurance. Who cares if the house there you go. down? There I have fire go. insurance. I don't right. need to do anything. Right, right. So in any event, the book Letter of the American Church, I hope, makes that clear. But the documentary film, ladies and gentlemen, I was at the premiere at Rob McCoy's church in Thousand Oaks, California, two days ago. Uh, it wasn't even two days ago. It was like, whatever, 36 hours ago, less. It was... So amazing. The place was totally packed. The film is spectacular. I can take zero credit because I didn't make the film. But the people who made the film, they were there. That's uh, Simone uh, uh, Simone oh. Alex and Rachel Tash. Uh, they're, they're, the, they're, they're the two women that go to Rob McCoy's church who heard me speak about the book, the message, a year and a half ago and said, we got to make a documentary film. And they actually did it. So they were there. I was there. And we just had the most, it's just hard to believe, but what it feels like when you sit in a room and you watch this film, which is so well-made, it's like next level folks. It's like the editing, the, the everything about it. It's really tight and amazing. They've done a great, great, great job of making this film, but letter to the American church, the film uh, it's going to be available February 8th, but you can pre-order it uh, right now. Um, and I want to say this again. A lot of churches are signing up for free screenings. If you go to lettertheamericanchurch.com, any church can sign up for a free screening. As of this morning, I think we already had 40 churches that were signed up. 
but I mean, it's free. So, I mean, there are thousands and thousands of churches in this country. And so I want to encourage everybody listening. Of course, I want you to buy it. It's like $4.99. It's ridiculous. You can watch it on your own, watch it in your family, whatever. But if you are part of a church, please sign up for free screening. This is very exciting. It's very exciting. So uh, I had to say that. Um, I also wanted to uh, to comment, oh, yesterday on the plane. Actually, maybe after Larry Taunton, I'll tell you who was on the plane with me yesterday flying back you from have LA. Weird, you have weird luck with plane stuff. You 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 went out to AmFest and, and sat next to Rob Schneider. I can't No, remember. this is way bigger than Rob Schneider. I will what? say no after, one's bigger than Rob Schneider. After Larry, after Larry Taunton's thing, whatever, at the beginning of hour two, I will tell you who was seated behind me and who I spoke with. You're kind of amazing. All right. Here's another thing I want to say. Um we want you to support our sponsors on this program. MyPillow.com, our friend Mike Lindell, uh, has given us a code, a discount code, Eric. That's my name. Um, MyPillow.com is a great American organization. Mike Lindell is a great American hero um, who's really in the battle. And I would love for you to go to MyPillow.com and support him in this program by using the code Eric. But I got to tell you, Sometimes I forget if you go to mystore.com, all of the Donald the Caveman books are there. There are three in the series. A lot of people listening now don't even know about them because I haven't talked about them very much. But these are three children's books that celebrate a hero called Donald the Caveman. He's like a superhero. He's really a caveman who just sees things, solves the problem. Is there a big problem? We could build a wall. Is there a swamp? Uh, we could drain the swamp. It's kind of, uh, I mean, originally we were thinking of these as humor books for adults, kind of in the kids' book mode, but people are buying them for their kids. It's they're, they're tremendous fables, basically, common sense fables. But all the Donald the Caveman books are available at mystore.com. If you use the discount code ERIC, they are very cheap. Uh, mystore.com, Donald the Caveman. There are three books in the set uh, mystore.com. Use the code Eric. Uh, they really are fun. I promise you, uh, kids love them, even if they don't understand the politics, but you will understand the politics. And I think you'll love the humor. Uh, mystore.com, Donald the Caveman Books. It's a trilogy. Use the code Eric, mystore.com. We'll be right back with Larry Taunton. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com check it out tell me why relief factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating 
pain. I'm often asked that question just the other night. I was asked that question. Well, the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and I agree with them. And the doctors who formulated Relief Factor for them selected the four best ingredients, yes, 100% drug-free ingredients, and each one of them helps your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's the point. So approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. If you've got back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it'll work for you. It has worked for about 70% of the half a million people who've tried it and have ordered more. I'm one of them. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, you wonder why I always dress in Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back. I got to tell you, uh, I don't know that I have ever had a guest from Italy. But my friend Larry Taunton is in Rome, which technically I believe is part of uh, Italy. Uh, Larry, am I getting that right? That is correct. I got that right. See, I'm a geography whiz. Uh, You are in Rome, I know, because I follow you, uh, you know, online and you have been in the Middle East, and on your way home, you decided uh, to 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 rest up in Rome, which is, sounds fantastic to me. But I guess I want to talk to you about your time in the Middle East, where you just were. What uh, what news from the Middle East? Yeah, well, it was very interesting, Eric. Um, I think you'd be fascinated. Um, this is not my first trip um, to Egypt. I was in Cairo. And just outside of Cairo, on the um, you know in a in a, a suburb that is specific to Christians, that is to say, the government decades ago placed them all in a, um, a largely a single place. There there are a couple of other places where they live, but uh, is something that is called Garbage City, and um, Garbage City is where the Zabalin live. And that literally translates from Egyptian Arabic as the garbage people. And uh, these are people who, by virtue of their religious belief, they are largely excluded from full participation in the economy, in society. And so they have generationally done the one thing that was permitted to them to do. They gather the garbage in and around the city of Cairo, a city of some 20 million people. They do this with 
donkeys and carts with tuk-tuks, uh, with some automobiles. And um, they take it back uh, to Garbage City, which is called Mokatam. That's the, the, the real name um, of the place. And there they sort it. Uh, they recycle it and they sell it. And they are remarkable people. These are Coptic Christians. And um, Garbage City, and to them, they don't call it garbage. They say, that's this is money. This is the way we make a living. And uh, when you go there, the name would suggest that it's just laying around in piles and that it's an awful place. But the fact is, it's highly organized. No one seems to be you know, idle. Everyone from children um, to grandmothers, they are all very busy sorting this. And the entire economy of Mokatam, of Garbage City, is dedicated to recycling this trash so that these people might make a living. So we could refer, we could think of it as a, as a recycling center rather than simply a pile of garbage. And yet it is garbage. Uh, and what you're saying here, it sounds pretty disturbing to me because I don't think of Egypt as being, uh, you know, the enemy of Christians, Coptic Christians. Uh, that's the most venerable group of Christians imaginable or one of the most. I mean, uh, going stretching all the way back to the first centuries A.D., we know that Jesus and Mary and Joseph went into Egypt and that the Coptic church uh, in Egypt uh, has a record, has a history of where the Holy Family stayed on their flight uh, from Herod. It's an amazing legacy. And you're telling me that the modern Egyptian government does not treat the Christians there with dignity. Uh, they're not quite in a ghetto but it doesn't sound that different. I mean, I'm a little surprised to hear this. I was not aware of how bad uh, and how radical uh, the uh, Islamic thinking of the, of the Egyptian government was. This is news to me. Uh, it's not as bad as the situation would be were they in, say, Saudi Arabia um, or Iran or Iraq. But... Nonetheless, uh, the government does in recent years play lip service to, um, they don't use words like equality, they would never say anything like that, but they do speak more in terms of some measure of protection under the law. The fact is the Zabalin are targeted frequently for kidnappings, for violence, and, uh, and yet, but here's, here's the amazing thing, the, one of the lessons of this, Eric, these are people who do not view themselves as victims, they do not view um, their work as anything other than um, a work with honor and with dignity. These are remarkably um, joyful people. And in their midst is one of the most amazing churches built into the side of a cave that I've ever seen. It, see it seats about 25,000 people. And yet, here they are. And um, and they are flourishing, and they, uh, maybe flourishing is too strong because I don't want to give the impression that in any way, shape, or form they are wealthy. They are not. It's a very poor district, but they are very productive people, and they're amazing people. I'm just astonished, really, um, uh, to to hear this. I guess uh, what was it that took you there? Uh, and did you do you fear for your life when you're in Egypt? Because I've never been to Egypt. I've wanted to go. I want to see the pyramids and the Sphinx. I feel, um, you know, to me, uh, 
it's uh it, it's it's a pilgrimage when i think of the 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 grand tours that uh you know many um english uh gentlemen would take uh throughout uh what's today the middle east and greece and and it, it really uh it has this romantic uh history in a sense uh but now it seems um a, a little bit uh we we know obviously since 1979 and the Iranian revolution things have changed dramatically uh in the middle east but uh, how did you feel how do you feel when you're there well um this isn't you know visiting iran this is a country that is um striving um to be a part of the modern world i found the egyptians to be a very friendly people um I, uh, I thoroughly enjoy, I mean, the service is amazing um, in, in that country. Uh, certainly the history, as you point out, is remarkable. And um, the museums, um, the pyramids, Saqqara, you know, all of it is, um, is really, really incredible. Now, there is some anxiety as it relates to the war. And the, the anxiety has more to do with um, Biden being from their perspective um, rather unpredictable and possibly provoking a broader conflict. But yet, on the, the, you know, I'll make this comment, um, Eric, these are people who aren't letting a single Palestinian into the country. I mean, if they can help it, they won't allow any of them to emigrate into Egypt. But listen, back to the back to the Zabaline. These are people and I will put this I'm going to do a little thread that I'm going to put on I'm going to put on Twitter and I'll show you pictures of this. But these are people, 90% of the Zabaline, um, they have a fairly crude Coptic cross on their wrist. Sometimes it's placed Tattoo. right here. Uh, that's right. So, or, so, the, so the Coptic Christians have a, have, a, have a tattoo of what we call a Coptic cross. You're saying correct. most of them do. That's fascinating that's in a way that they're marking themselves. Well, uh, they're doing it for this reason. It's somewhat traditional, um, Eric. It goes back to the 10th century when the Muslims conquered the country and they gave the, you know, uh, Christians three choices, um, convert, pay a tax or die. And many of them did convert, but those who were too poor to pay the tax and who refused to convert, they placed a little cross, a crude cross on their baptized children because they knew that when they themselves were beheaded, that those children would be raised as Muslim children. And they hoped that sooner or later, someone would tell them, you're, you're a Christian. You're the child of a Christian. And so there's, there's amazing stories of, of children who would meet a Christian, who would see their tattoo, and who would say to them, Islam is not your heritage. Let me tell you what your heritage is actually is. So they continue at baptism to do it. And they're, they're generally fairly crude, but they're, they're there. And, um, and then again, it's a remarkable story. It's a remark. There are remarkable people. They can't really immigrate. They, they uh, are stuck in their, their circumstances, but they do not view themselves as victims. Well, what a beautiful story. Uh, the idea really of um, marking yourself as a Christian, marking your children as Christians, this is something that, you know, I'm, I'm always referring to my book, Letter to the American Church, how the small price that we pay in America for our faith, and then when we're 
you know, when, when we're asked to pay a price, we go, Oh, I I don't know. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be controversial. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be seen as an outsider. I'll just go with the flow. I'll keep my mouth shut uh, about how I feel about, uh, you know, uh, transgender surgeries on 12 year olds. I'll, I'll keep my biblical views to myself. And here you have um, in so many parts of the world, but you're talking about Egypt right now, people that are genuinely persecuted genuinely treated as second-class citizens taxed uh who nonetheless bravely uh want to be known as christians who seem to take their faith seriously uh we're talking to larry taunton we'll be right back when you see the southern cross for the first time This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Hey, this is Eric Metaxas. For years, I've told you about Nutramedics, a professional supplement brand trusted by doctors since 1993. Nutramedics offers a variety of health bundles. Whether you want to support your immune system, improve your sleep, promote joint comfort or detoxification support, Nutramedics has a health bundle right for you. The best part about Nutramedics, every year they donate a minimum of 50% of their profits to Christian charities and missions. That's right, 50% of their profits. Nutramedics has a goal of surpassing $100 million in giving by 2030. Many of you take supplements already. Switch to Nutramedics. It's the highest quality and they donate 50% of their profits. Get 15% off by using the code ERIC during checkout. Go to Nutramedics.com and search health bundles. Support your health while helping others in need. Go to Nutramedics. That's N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com. Nutramedics.com. Use the code ERIC for 15% off. Again, Nutramedics, N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com. Nutramedics.com. Use the code ERIC for 15% off. Welcome back, folks. Talking to Larry Taunton, uh, who is right now in Rome and who has just been in Egypt, as we've been discussing. So what is your sense uh, of the feeling uh, in Egypt? You you, you just said that they are not pro-Palestinian. They don't let Palestinians in, which is amazing. Uh, Again, most of the world doesn't know about this kind of stuff, but but much much of the Muslim world, all the Muslim world, they don't like the Palestinians, which are just is just kind of crazy and amazing when you understand this. And and not, and yet they know that the Palestinians can cause them a lot of trouble in places like Egypt, and they're worried about a broader conflict. So t- talk about that. What is their concern? Well, 
I should probably clarify, the Egyptian people, the, the vast majority are pro-Palestinian. However, the government does not want to allow them into the country, and that is because they do not want to allow a radical element within their midst. I mean, uh, they don't want another Arab Spring. They don't want the Muslim Brotherhood uh, in charge. They're trying to chart a semi-secular um, path. And um, I, the mood there, listen, I, I, I want to say this. The, my, the, the Egyptian translator, uh, a driver, um, these people are fantastic. I was very grateful for them. Uh, they're not Christian. They are they are uh, marginally, you know, Muslim. Um, but they were they were very good to me, very generous to me, very helpful to me. And I must tell you that going to Garbage City made them very nervous. They did not they they, they did not feel safe in Garbage City. Uh, they thought I was in mortal danger um, there, but none of them had ever been there. And I think this is interesting because we're only talking about a suburb that was maybe. 15 minutes from where they live, but they would not go there. And uh, and I think that's just simply due to the fact that it's 90% Coptic Christian. And by Coptic here, what we mean is Egyptian. That's that's what they mean when they when they use that term. It's a it's an ancient reference to um to Egypt. So when we say Coptic Christians, we mean Egyptian Christians. Right. But they were very nervous about me being there, and um, I really advised me against it. Now, that said, at no point did I feel unsafe there. Indeed, I found the people to be very friendly, the children waving and people wanting to show you what they were doing. That said, it isn't a tourist destination. I, there were no no foreigners there that I saw besides myself. What was it that led you there, Larry? I wanted to go there, Eric, because I had heard about these people. I had heard about these Christians. I had read about them, and um, I wanted I wanted to be in their midst in the same way that I, if I had, you know, if I had been in in Warsaw and had heard about the ghettos of the um, the late '30s and '40s, I would have wanted to go there. I would have wanted to be among them. I would, would wanted to know who they were and their sufferings and what they were doing and to tell the world about them. And I think the garbage people, as they're called, the Zeppelin are, are just a remarkable model of people who are endeavoring to obey the law, to obey, you know, the, the laws uh, under which they must exist uh, to render to Caesar that which is Caesar's, but at the same time um, to remain faithful um, to their own uh, Christian beliefs. And, to find um, some kind of way of eking out a living in a society that doesn't allow them full participation. And I find it remarkable that, you know, here we are, we've, we've discussed uh, between us um, many times um, the, I mean, you were just talking about it a moment ago, people who are not particularly grateful uh, for the United States. And um, I speak to high school and college students frequently who see themselves as victims who have every opportunity. And then I've watched these people. And they don't complain. <laughs> well, there's there's also um, there's some parallels here. I mean, it, it, it seems like a kind of apartheid actually happening. Yeah, that's a good a way. Muslim of country, a rather moderate, as you describe it, Muslim country, a kind of apartheid. Uh, and it's a good uh, description. Uh, and and I, I and think of the irony. Uh, you know, they talk about uh, Israel. Uh, here you have. Uh, Palestinians uh, r ruled by Hamas, who are 
bloodthirsty radicals. Um, so Israel is criticized. And yet here in Egypt, uh, you have the Muslim majority treating Christians as second-class citizens, a fact right now as we're discussing this. Yeah, it's um, it's absolutely uh, incredible. And let, let me let me say this: they've also have had to endure some very difficult things. They they have to, there's two aspects to their economy. One of them is garbage recycling. Well, the government recently um, tried to outsource that to a French company. So the Zebeline have to compete now against a, a French company that is also collecting garbage and trying to recycle it. But the other part of their economy is are, are pigs, hogs. And that's because Muslims, of course, don't eat them. And these people do, and they sell the meat to hotels. Well, the government slaughtered some 35,000 of them, um, supposedly, and I, I don't know if this, is, this was a real motivation or not, uh, to prevent swine flu. But that was a massive blow to these people. And yet, again, um, <laughs> they, just, they just keep going. And here I am, by the way, my, I'm, I'm sitting and talking with, I'm in one of the, there's a monastery back inside Garbage City called St. Simon monastery. And I'm talking with a guy there and my Egyptian translator is sitting with me who is a Muslim. And as this Coptic Christian is telling their story right there in the, you know, he's telling me about the Zebeline and telling me about the church and telling me the stories of the cross on their wrists and so on. I can see that my translator is quite moved. This quite is, moved. And when this we is left, a powerful he said, story. I've never seen anything like this. We're going to go to a break. I want to hear the rest of this amazing story. We'll be right back talking to Larry Taunton. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code ERIC and you get free shipping for the entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six-pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more to get the best specials ever. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code ERIC, Again, MyPillow.com. Use promo code ERIC. Remember, you get free shipping on your entire order. You can call 800-978-3057, 800-978-3057. Use promo code ERIC. Welcome back. Talking to Larry Taunton, who is in Rome but who's talking to us about his recent trip to Egypt. So go back to what you just said. You, you're in a garbage city in this, uh, how do we put it? It's like a, a kind of a ghetto where all the Coptic Christians are in this Muslim nation of Egypt. And you said your translator, who was not a Christian, was moved by the story that you were hearing. So go go back to that. Well, we drive in, and I say he's he's my translator. He can translate for me, but he's really my driver. And so when we drive into Garbage City, he was very anxious. And when I told him to park here, 
I'm going to get out. He was alarmed. He says, you're doing what? <laughs> he said, you're doing what? He's, I said, I'm going to get out. He said, I think it's fine. You wait for me right here. And so I got out and he watched me disappear into the, um, to the streets. And when I came back, he said, you know, uh, nobody does this. You know, he says, this is kind of jarring to me that you're, that you're doing this. He says, I'm an Egyptian and I would never have come here. But you, I mean, you really stand out. You're you're quite obviously an American. And because we couldn't really turn around, the streets are so narrative, we drove straight through. And when we kind of worked our way up to a mountainside, we come to this, you know, incredible um, monastery and church that is built into the side of a mountain these beautiful carvings and all these things that I'm sitting and I'm talking with. So he goes in with me. He says, you know, Hey, I said, come on, park the car. Let's, let's go in. Let's, let's both go in. So he goes in with me there. And, um, occasionally he can translate some things for me because his English often is better than, you know, than, than your average Egyptians, um, English. And so here we are sitting and we're talking with this Coptic Christian who is showing me, his tattoo. And then he calls over someone else. He says, you know, 90% of us have it. And so he calls over another guy and he pulls up his, his sleeve and he shows me that he too has the tattoo. And he tells me the stories behind this. And um, my driver, who I'll call Ibrahim, a good guy, I could tell he was very moved by this. And we were leaving. He said, I had no idea this place existed. And he says, and this church is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And, and, and Eric, it's a, um, it's kind of an ancient looking mega church. I mean, it's, it's built quite literally into a cliff face. And the, the, um, the pulpit is beneath the rock. And um, the, the mountain extends out over much of the seating area, which is about 25,000. And it's a, it's an amphitheater. It's, it's, you know, it's entirely outside and it can be because this is Egypt, of course, uh, very little rain in Cairo. And, um, you know, this, this guy is telling me, he says, Palm Sunday, we'll have 25, 30,000 Christians will gather here. And, um, he says, you know, it's very difficult to build churches here in Egypt. And, um, after many, many years of petitioning and trying to get governmental approval to build the church, we finally did. And here we are. And, um, and so again, I'm, I'm sitting and listening as he's telling the story, Coptic Christian, and he's watching my driver pretty closely because he knows my driver is a Muslim. And there's been great tension in Egypt between, uh, between these, these groups and um, it was an interesting interaction. And uh, again, my driver was, he was amazed by it. He was absolutely amazed by it. He said, I would never, I would never have gone to that place if it hadn't been you making me drive you there today. I mean, the, the, you know, I try to think of uh, what this sounds like. You, you kind of think of, uh, you know, in the 1970s uh, in New York, going into certain predominantly black areas uh parts of harlem the south bronx you wouldn't want to go there and here you are in america but you know people like me don't go there it's dangerous um and yet of course uh 
here we are talking about a situation where that's a certain perception, but it's not dangerous. Uh, it, it, it's not, uh, I, I guess what, what's fascinating to me is the idea of how Christians are viewed in a Muslim culture. Uh, at, you know, at you because you hear so much of this nonsense in our country about the other. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, we want to build a border wall because we don't like brown people because we're afraid of the other, which is a totally false narrative. It's garbage, but there are people who buy into that idea. And yet, here uh, in the Middle East, we have an example of of that essentially uh, of 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 a group of people that is. Uh, uh, a demonized, thought to be dangerous. Um, and and again, you know, this is, uh, I talk so much about Bonhoeffer and the Nazis. I mean, this is what over time uh, happened to the Jews uh, in, in Germany, right? More and more and more, they're demonized and ostracized and thought of as, you know, boogeymen, they're scary, they're dangerous. Uh, it's just fascinating. It's kind of like a mass psychosis. This is a milder version of that, but it's just fascinating that you were actually with someone uh, who had these perceptions of these Coptic Christians. Listen, Eric, you want to go to Egypt, I'll take you, and I'll take you to Garbage City. It's a, it's a remarkable place. But let me let me say this. I My sense was, I was very sympathetic to the way my driver felt, and listen, in case anybody's listening and thinks, gosh, you know, you know, Larry is, you know, just, a, you know, a maniac who who does incredibly dangerous things. Um, you know, my wife takes my life um, pretty seriously and um, she doesn't want me, um, you know, risking it willy nilly. Um, my sense is, as you know, um, I travel an awful lot and I've had I've been in countries where the my hosts, Christian hosts, have had to literally hide me. Uh, from, um, you know, Boko Haram or Fulani Herzbin militia and this kind of thing. I've been in genuinely dangerous circumstances, but my sense was on this occasion was that his discomfort and that of the hotel, the hotel wasn't real, real thrilled that I wanted to go there, uh, is due to the fact that they're Muslims and they had certain assumptions about these people that they weren't, I don't think they were trying to discriminate. I think they took my safety very seriously and they yeah. thought, you know, listen, we don't want you to do this. You get hurt. But I also think that there was a, a kind of assumption that their poverty meant they were, you know, criminal. Yeah. And, um, well, that, I and, mean, again, that's that's what I was saying about when you think about Harlem, where you think about the perceptions of certain people during certain times. I don't really feel like that's yes. true today, but it's a certain perception. Don't go up there. Uh, you know, yes. you'll get stabbed. You'll get whatever it is. Uh, and I remember that when I was a kid. We'll be right back. We're talking to Larry Taunton. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl and all kinds of really shallow stuff. Stick around. <laughs> Welcome back. Talking to Larry Taunton. Uh, let me remind you, uh, folks, to go to mystore.com uh, to get the Donald the Caveman trilogy for your children and grandchildren. Use the code ERIC and you get a whopping discount, mystore.com, also mypillow.com. Uh, so much to talk about, Larry. I, I would love to continue along these lines and then uh, talk about something really shallow like the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, but let's stick with this for now. Uh, what, what else? I mean, I, I really do mean it when I say I, I would love to go to Egypt for many years, I've thought I would just love to go to see the pyramids. The history is extraordinary. Um, you know, 
It, it's interesting. And, and I meant it, by the way, that I'll be happy to take you. Um, I think you would, you, would, you would be amazed. Let me just add this, Eric, of all of the many wonders of the world that are hyped, the pyramids are maybe the only one that not only live up to the hype, but they exceed it. There's no, no video, no photograph that can do them justice. And I just shot a little, I don't know, 30, 40 second video that I just put on Twitter. I was just walking right by the Pantheon, uh, the very famed, you know, Roman, you know, in Rome, obviously. Rome. Yeah. 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 Right. Right in the center of Rome, the Pantheon, which was built in the first century AD. It's, it's, it's very hard for me sometimes you know, because I've, I've been to Rome many years ago, but like wh when somebody says like, oh, yeah, this is 2000 years old, you think what? How can that yeah, be? Well, it's, just, me... it's amazing. <laughs> and yet the Great Pyramid at Giza, Khufu, or what the Greeks called Cheops, was built some 2600 years before the Pantheon. <laughs> I 2600 years before. Or the Pantheon. So, you know, it's interesting. Americans, you know, go to London and, you know, London feels very ancient to us. London was founded in 43 AD. And then you, you know, it was just in London. And then you. But there's no buildings there from the first or second centuries, right? That's what's. Look, Rome, <laughs> I, I still have to say it's one thing to see a pyramid because a pyramid feels ancient. It doesn't feel like a building in the middle of a city. But yeah. when you're in Rome, the idea that you're looking at things that could be that old, you're thinking it, it just can't be. Maybe it's 400 years old. Uh, and then you think, no, it's it's uh, I'm trying to think of the other the other building. Uh, it'll come to me. But it's just hard to take in that these buildings that look on some level modern, they don't look ancient like a ziggurat or a pyramid, which is a structure as opposed to a building. But the idea that they're there, they haven't moved. Uh, I'm just uh I'm astonished. Well, by some it. of the buildings, that's 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 kind of what I'm getting at. Like in uh, you know, London found first century AD, Rome, you know, according to, to, to tradition, um, founded 753 BC. And then I go to Cairo and we we're talking about a good two thousand years prior to that, where we have buildings that are still standing out in the desert. I mean, it's absolutely astonishing to an American mindset where yeah. to 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 them, they look at the United States as, you know, as incredibly young. You know, our, our 200, 250-year history is, uh, is nothing relative to the places I've been in just, um, just recent weeks. But, but absolutely phenomenal. And all of them have a, a remarkable Christian history. So I feel very privileged um, to have seen them and to have uh, – listen, if you get, you get a chance, if we, if we go – um, if, if I take you on a, on a next trip, I'll take you to garbage city, but we'll go to the pyramids and you'll climb in them and, um, you will, you will be uh, absolutely astonished. I know for, for a fee, you could be partially mummified, not all the way, uh, <laughs> cause they can, they can just, just pull you back in time. Nancy uh, but, Pelosi has done it. Oh yeah. No, actually she, she has done it. The ghoul that is Nancy Pelosi. That was all done in, in Egypt. Uh, we're we're going to be. <laughs> We're going to be back. Uh, we're going to drag uh, Larry Taunton into hour two, folks. We will have more substantive and non-substantive conversation. Don't go away. Right. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.